Welcome to another informative episode of Alberta Doctors Digest, brought to you by the Alberta Medical Association. You've tuned in to one of the many stories from our online publication at add.albertadoctors.org. We're the flagship source of information and opinion of the Alberta Medical Association, advancing patient-centered quality care by advocating for and supporting physician leadership and wellness. Let's get started. Well, hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Alberta Doctors Digest podcast brought to you by the Alberta Medical Association. As always, I'm your host, Editor-in-Chief Marvin Polis. Now, this is another interview in our series about the socioeconomic determinants of health. And for this one, I'm in Calgary at the Cummings School of Medicine, and I'm with Dr. Jane Lemaire. Jane, you have some things on your mind. Uh, What are you thinking about here? I think we're really aware that there are social determinants of health, and they're linked to economy, so socioeconomic determinants of health. That's very well known. In Canada, we are working hard to equalize to provide equity in terms of health care and our universal health system really helps us do that so as a physician someone walks into my office I don't have to do a proverbial wallet biopsy I can just look at that patient and treat them exactly the same way offer them exactly the same care whether they're wealthy whether they're educated whether they're experiencing homelessness whether they're an immigrant everybody gets the same care and there's a lot of value to that in society, we know that. The pandemic has really amplified a lot of the social injustice that we know exists. So things like gender inequity, and then of course the socioeconomic determinants of health have really been a factor where we know that a lot of people who uh, do frontline work, who aren't paid very well, who work in crowded conditions like the meat plants and so on, that are in homes where they might have multiple people or multiple families living in a home, people on the street, the opioid crisis, all these things have been exacerbated during the pandemic because those people are at risk. So that inequity has really been amplified during the pandemic. And what are your thoughts then, uh, if you wouldn't mind elaborating on universal health care and how that's helped to, I guess, even the playing field so that everybody has been able to receive good care if they've needed it. It's such an important point. We always have to strive for equity, but in Canada, if we want to look at the silver lining or or have a glass half full approach, we are very fortunate because when the pandemic hit, it didn't matter who you are, you had access to health care. You weren't going to be turned away at a hospital because you didn't have funds to pay. Everyone had equal access to vaccinations once we accommodated some of the access issues for our vulnerable populations. So people on the street, people who perhaps culturally weren't able to access the vaccine and so on. And I feel very grateful is that we live in a country with universal access to health care. And I also feel very privileged that we experienced the pandemic like living as Canadians. Could we do better? always and we're striving for that and I'm so happy that there's an awareness that even though we strive for equity it still doesn't exist and addressing those socio-economic determinants of health continue to be really really important not for only for the people that are experiencing difficulties but for all of us as a society because we all benefit when we have health throughout our society. Now Jane at my age and I'm 
suspecting you would have similar thoughts is that I don't remember a time when we did not have universal health care in Canada. But my parents would have and my grandparents would have. But I've never had discussions with them about that. Do you recall any stories about what it was like in those days? Have any of those stories been shared with you? I'm going to say no because I can't specifically discuss an anecdote, but we're very aware that the lifespan, so how long people live, has increased exponentially in Canada over the years. Other counterparts, wealthy countries, to the south, etc., their life expectancy really is much less than ours in Canada. And there's pretty firm evidence that by having access to health care, people can live longer. I personally worked in the United States, for example, for five years during my training, and I experienced a really different healthcare system. This is my personal opinion, but there was absolutely an amplification of the haves and have-nots in terms of access to healthcare. You know, and speaking of anecdotes, I'll share an anecdote. I was visiting a doctor who lives on a farm, and he's retired now. And when we said goodbye, he gave me some eggs from his hens because he knew I liked eggs. And he, he just said kind of in a, in a funny way on the side, you know what, there, there was a time when you would have visited the doctor and you would have given the doctor eggs as payment. You know, that's the way it used to be in Canada. So I think the points that you've made today are very well taken. It's that people don't have to worry about how are they going to pay for this care? And there's still that time away from work perspective, and I'm guessing that you've seen things in that regard. Yeah, definitely. And that goes back to the racial injustice that we talked about, whether it be gender-based or otherwise, where you know people just are having difficulty making ends meet because they have to stay home with their kids. And we know that women bear the, the greatest part of the burden related to that. They have to go to work because they're frontline workers and yet they're very, very exposed to catching the virus because they are on the front lines earning minimum wage. So, you know, there's no doubt that those, that population is really at risk. With your anecdote, I love it because it brings up the issue too of diversity. All of us need to think in a more diverse way because by having inclusion and diversity, it makes us richer and not in the financial sense, but as a culture. And it allows us to accommodate, accommodate different ways of doing things. So maybe there are people who, you know, I'm just using your anecdote, who would like to still bring eggs as a, you know, trade for some type of service. And we've become very homogenous in our approach to uh, our culture that's you know predominantly white and North American and I, it's just there's no better time it should always be our goal we need to embrace the diversity we need to think about different groups and how they work and what their needs are and make sure that they are represented globally within our political system within our healthcare system within our education systems they should be at, they need to be at the table because otherwise we don't think about the needs we don't think about the great ways that things can be done differently, and we don't, therefore, accommodate diversity. So in the end, really, we need to just start thinking in a more global sense rather than just doing things the way we always have done things. Great thoughts. So back to where we started, and then I guess we'll wrap up. Uh, I guess part of what I'm hearing is that universal health care is very important and very essential but we still need to do other things 
to lift people up because we still have issues with things like, I'm sick, but I have to go to work. Um, I have childcare issues. I have to go to work, but I'm sick. And all of these things just create this confluence of disorder in a person's life. That's right. And all of us have bias because we have our lived experiences and that's what we understand and see and think of as we're problem solving. But if we don't know what we don't know, we can't offer solutions and be more inclusive in addressing the needs of other people whose lived experiences are different. And it's really time for all of us, not just Canadians, but you know, globally, to step up to the plate. And again, I think the, the pandemic has really highlighted that. Ethically, we need to make sure that everyone has access to vaccine because we are a planet, we are a global community, and until we help people in countries that are less well-resourced, it will continue to be an issue because it's a global pandemic. And that applies to our other you know, major catastrophe in the world, that's climate change, and then, of course, all of the migration, immigration that's going to happen around that where people can no longer live in their countries because of climate change. So you're right that it's intricately linked to health care, all the socioeconomic determinants of health. But ultimately, health is about where we live, the planet we live on, and recognizing that we're a single global community. Well, thank you, Jane. We'll, uh, I think we'll leave it there. You've shared some very sage thoughts with us. I really appreciate your time. Thank you. Thanks again for tuning in to Alberta Doctors Digest, brought to you by the Alberta Medical Association. This has been just one of the many stories from the current issue of our online publication. You can read the entire publication at add.albertadoctors.org. See you next time.